feeling the need like you need to act a certain way in front of this person, that person, whatever, so that they won't judge you. You guys know that is exhausting shit, dude. And then you're not showing up authentic. You're not showing up as yourself. You're feeling like you constantly have to put on a different face for different people. And it's just you can't maintain that. You can't sustain that. When you take on the mindset of I'll just let them be wrong. Welcome to Beyond the High Road, a podcast devoted to healing your broken heart following the grief of alienation. I'm your host, Shelby Milford, twice certified life coach specializing in post-traumatic growth. I'm also a target parent and a former codependent who had a tendency to develop addictions to pretty much anything that made me feel better in the moment. If any of this sounds familiar, then this show is my love letter to you. When you feel judged, persecuted, looked down upon, unfairly accused, or any of the above as an alienated parent. So if you listen to last week, episode three, then you probably remember discussing the holiday party. But there is no party if we're hiding out in our holy sweats and busted slippers, drinking red wine, like watching the Dahmer documentary and hiding out telling ourselves we didn't feel like getting all dressed up anyway. Am I right? That's what we do, though. We think that by avoiding the parties, avoiding the neighborhood get-togethers, avoiding the grocery store even at uh, peak hours, we think by hiding out that we can somehow avoid the judgment or the discomfort from judgment. But here's what's crazy. When you do this, you're still kind of suffering. Think about like the last time that you avoided one of those things. If you can think about like a a party that you didn't go to or the neighborhood get together or maybe just some sort of function that you decided that going would be too uncomfortable. And that uncomfortability you were basing off of a fear that you would be judged. It's a human tendency, like all, every human being on this earth has at some point has had the fear of being judged. Being the alienated parent, I think that we take this judgment due to our shame, due to our sensitivity about our situation anyway, it's like magnified. And so today I want to look into what the problem is, why we avoid, why we resist and run from it, and what to do about it, okay? So that you can go to the holiday parties, so that you can go to the birthday parties, so that you can go to the store. You know, so simple trip to the grocery store is just that, a simple trip to the grocery store. And you get all of your items because you're not avoiding aisles because somebody that you didn't want to see is down one of those aisles. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing through this stuff because I've been there. Oh gosh, have I been there. And for whatever reason, I don't think it's just me, at least in my community where I was, where my daughter went to school and it was like this master plan, like neighborhood. And so there was this one major supermarket that we all went to. And so I would, I put a hat on and I would go in the not peak hours. And my head was always in a swivel looking out for people that I wanted to either avoid or 
you know, what, what have you. What that ended up turning into, I'll just say, is that I ended up creating this sort of social anxiety. And I know that some of my clients have this too, where it got to the point where I didn't even want to answer the phone. A lot of us these days don't answer our phones because we're so used to texting, but I really didn't want to have a conversation with anybody because I'd become so accustomed to looking at almost everybody as danger for fear of being judged or for fear of feeling like I was going to have to keep up appearances. And that I, for fear of being asked the question, how's your kiddo? How's your daughter? And so instead, I just decided to avoid it altogether and I became a hermit. <laughs> that was my solution. I just gave myself more than a dose of what I was already getting, which was isolation. I already felt isolated even when I was amongst a crowd during like the very active days of alienation, like when my daughter was still living with me because I felt like nobody would understand. And then when my daughter wasn't living with me anymore and she was over at her father's, I avoided people because I was fearful of their judgment if I were to break down into tears. And then that turned into this social anxiety, this fear of having any sort of interaction with anybody else. And I tell you, that one was so difficult to get over because now my brain had made it a habit, interaction, to avoid social situations, to avoid a casual pass by hello with people. I kept my head down, my nose to the ground, my hat down low, and I ensured really I was by myself. It was me and my pets against the world. <laughs> so the first thing I want to address with this is why we do it. From an evolution standpoint, humans have been on this earth for hundreds and thousands of years, millions of years, some say. And our brain, we, we didn't at some point just all get a new brain. You know what I'm saying? So our brains have evolved through those hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. Because we've our brain has evolved since then, we still have parts of our brain that are primitive along with that. And so back in those days, humans needed to be in numbers in order to stay alive, in order to stay warm. Warmth in numbers, isn't that a saying? I don't know if I'm just making that up. Strength in numbers, <laughs> that's what the saying is. Anyway, it's true. And so it is part of our deepest primitive part of the brain. It's survival instinct to have community, to be with other people. And if we look at like reptiles, so reptiles, we are the most social animals, if you will. Humans below us, we've got the primates. They're a little bit less social than us. Primates, though, are more social than all the other mammals. And then mammals are more social than reptiles, if you get what I'm saying. So we are made for inclusion, being accepted. And when we think, when the primitive part of our brain thinks that we're not included in within the group you're wanting to be accepted by, then the brain sends off a signal, danger, alert. And that's when we get defensive and get snippy, get hurt, whatever, you know, happens to you immediately. So there's that from an evolutionary standpoint. And then also, if we're looking at it from a neuroscientific stance on top of the evolution that we have, that 
humans do better. There are studies after studies after studies that show that social connection and interaction, we learn better when we are doing it with people in a group across the board, we perform better. We're made, we're wired for that. As infants, we we would die without the connection and without the care of our mother and father and, and, and family. There is an attachment there, like in our brains. My point is, is that when that is threatened, it hits us not only on the primitive part of our brain, but it also hits the emotional brain because since we've been infants, that is something that we've needed that's programmed into us. So it's normal that you would feel not so good if you feel like you're being judged. That's my point, folks, is that there's nothing wrong with you for feeling persecuted or for feeling hurt or for feeling angry or for feeling and whatever feelings you're feeling, it's normal. It's completely like it's a it's a good reaction. It means that your brain is working well. Like congratulations, claps all around. You have a functioning human brain, which explains so much, I think, as to why we 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 want to be included and we don't want to be singled out or judged or talked about or blah, blah, blah. So I think it's always good to remind yourself of this when you start to judge yourself for getting upset that other people are judging you, which is so funny that we do that. But reminding yourself and having a little compassion for yourself will go a long ways in a moment of weakness. So that this is just something that's, yeah, it's good to remind yourself. Also, we sometimes feel uncomfortable when we think we're being judged because we're already judging ourselves. We are already believing what the people are saying, what the people, what you think the people are saying. So if somebody were, one of my teachers uses this analogy, and so I'm just going to, for sake of simplicity, just steal it from her. But if somebody told you that they don't like your blue hair, you most likely, if you don't have blue hair, you would most likely laugh it off and kind of give them a look like, what the hell is wrong with them? And then just go about your day like it wouldn't bug you. It wouldn't tick you off. You wouldn't lose sleep over it. You wouldn't have anxiety about being around them. And you, and you certainly wouldn't be looking for ways to get out of seeing them in the future. Does that make sense? But if you believe that there's a possibility that your hair turned blue from the new hairdresser that you had, then you might start to get a little bit self-conscious. You might be a little self-conscious and you might kind of take offense and be a little anxious around that person. And then if they are making fun of your blue hair or if they're commenting on your blue hair and also then making negative inferences to go with that blue hair, oh, well, that blue hair must mean that you're like a devil worshiper or something, then you might start to feel insecure, feel a little ticked off because you think that there's some truth to it. So the same thing applies if somebody, if you, has somebody in the past has judged you or has made a comment to you and your brain is telling you that there's a possibility that there's truth 
to what they've said, whether they're wrong or, or tactful or not tactful or whatever, we start to get offended if we believe that there's truth to what they're saying. And then that is something that once you deal with, like you look at what you think the truth, there could be no truth at all to what they're saying. But because you have a fear of that being true, it will affect you in a, an entirely different way than if somebody came up to you to, and said something to you that you knew wasn't true. Does that make sense? Like, like with the blue hair story, if somebody said that came up to you and was like, I don't like your blue hair. Well, you would you you wouldn't give them a time of day. It'd be like a no big deal. And you would go on. Same here. If you didn't believe that there was some validity to them saying, well, she must have been an awful mom, then it w also wouldn't bug you. Truth. True story. Think about it. But because we're afraid in our minds that there is some truth to that. Like I said, there doesn't have to be truth to it. But if we have the fear that that it does, then that is something that we need to address. And so you do that. By asking yourself, where could there be truth to this? Not to beat yourself up. Let me make that very clear. Not to beat yourself up, but so that you can look at your shame in the face. Because shame likes to hide in the shadows. It wants you to keep it secret. Okay? So when you pull your shamey stories out and you... Let me give you a story here. Like my ex used to always threaten me, threaten to out me with my skeletons in the closet, if you will. And he had me under his thumb. I was a victim to him, to his every move. It was exhausting because I felt like I had to control his emotions so that he wouldn't bring my skeletons in the closet out. But when I decided to look at my skeletons in the closet, he had no more power over me. This isn't like an, a new concept or anything. None of the concepts that I say are new, but they're things that I never really applied to the situation of alienation because I felt so stuck in the alienation that nothing applied to it. But all of the simple concepts actually do. Okay, so back to this. When I decided to pull shame out of the shadows and to look at all of the secrets and the things I was scared that people would judge me for, if I just looked at them and was like, all right, cool. So what if any of these things that I'm scared of are true? What then? Well, who doesn't? We're all humans. Our brains are all capable of the same things. And whatever you did that you are so shameful of, you only did because of a thought that you were thinking. Every human is capable of the same things. Yeah, even some of the alienating parents out there. You know what I'm saying? I know that's awful to think about, but it's true. We are all capable of the same thing. So it's not like we can do anything that's that bad. Okay, I'm referring to people that are not sociopaths. Let me uh, correct myself there. <laughs> okay. You only did whatever you did because of a thought that you were thinking. And my bet is, is that you were doing it because you were trying to protect yourself. And with the information that you had at the time, that was the right move. Does that make sense? So. Anyway, if you can address with yourself what you think they're judging you for and then work it out with yourself, like be cool, get cool with those things. OK, why do I think that there's any le legitimacy to them saying that I must be an unfit mom? 
okay, well, I could see where my brain's trying to tell me that because of this, this, and this, but I know that I'm not an unfit mom. I also know that because we are all human, we all make mistakes. We all have like a 50-50. We all have good. We all have bad. Some people's strengths are different than mine. Some people's weaknesses are different, but we all have both the good and the bad. No mom out there is ever the best mom all of the time. I promise you that. And so that's also good to remember because we sort of judge ourselves against the idea of this perfect mom or this perfect dad, perfect parent. And it's not, it's not, it's not that way. It's just not reality. There is no perfect parent out there. That I can promise you. We've all done things that we wish we would have done differently. But we always wish we would have done differently after the fact. When we did the thing, whatever the mistake might have been, we thought it was the best thing to do because we didn't have all the information. So just be easy with yourself is basically what I'm saying. But still, at the same time, look at these things. Any secret that you're keeping even from yourself, something about yourself that you're trying to hide away, like shaming yourself for it and then keeping it trying to hide it from people out it to yourself that is the one of the, the the best acts of love you can give to yourself like you can do on yourself the best way to love yourself is to love all of you all all of the parts even what you think are the ugly parts all the mistakes if you can develop a sense of compassion an understanding for all of the parts, then you are already the, you know, becoming the hero of your own story. That is some work and you can get there. I, I giggle at myself, my past self all the time now, frequently. I will think about the way that I did something years ago and, it, you know, I'll be reminded a memory will come up and I'll kind of giggle at myself and think, oh, gosh, poor past me. You know, that girl didn't have all the information. And if she did, she wasn't using it, <laughs> you know. But there was never I can guarantee you that any one of the things that I was scared people would judge me for. Right. If there was any truth to any mistake that I'd made. At the time I was making that mistake, I did not know it was going to be a mistake. And if I did know it was going to be a mistake, the stakes were high enough that making the mistake was worth it. Does that make sense? Like there was something that was more, it, the cost was, it was worth it because I was trying to protect myself from something else or protect my daughter. There was, there was always a reason for what we do, a reason why we do the things we do. And there are legit times where I'm like, okay, that was just a bonehead move because I did have all the information, but I, I wasn't utilizing it in the way that I would utilize it today. Okay. I hope I'm not getting all wordy on you. Okay. And so the second thing that I want to remind you of is that all people are really only thinking about themselves. Even when they're judging you, they're judging you or anyone else based on their own experience as a narrative. Anyone who appears like they, they think that they're better than anyone else has that facade, keeps that facade because of their own story about who they are, okay? We, as humans, we judge what we don't know and what we fear. So like years before my ex ever made a dent 
in his plight to alienate. I remember being at this local restaurant playscape hangout in Austin, and I met one of my neighborhood friends there, and she had brought her daughter, and the girls were playing on the playscape. And while us moms were sitting there talking, she had told me about a new friend of ours who I was really excited about becoming friends with. She had divulged to me that this new friend was actually a mom. And I was super surprised to hear this because she was a bartender downtown. And all the times I'd ever hung out with her, I'd never seen her kids. The friend I was with was like, yeah, she's her kids or her boys are in elementary school. And I just remember the feeling of contempt that I had against this new friend of mine, the one that wasn't there. We were gossiping about this girl, this new friend of mine. I was judging the hell out of her. I thought to myself, learning this new information, oh my gosh, this girl is mom to two boys and she's bartending until two in the morning, three in the morning, every night. Like, And so my friend told me that her kids lived in a different state. And I was like, what is going on there? Something really must be wrong with her. She must have a drug problem or she must have something's wrong, maybe like with her mental health. That's where my brain went. Now, even saying this out loud, I, I feel awful for those judgments that I placed on her back then. I feel bad for my past self thinking about that because I was interpreting the information that was given to me in that way because at the time, I had already been going through it with my daughter's father. And things were already sort of twilight zone. We had been going through the custody battle. This was after the first final ruling. But my security was being threatened as a mom. So I was already in a funky situation there. And I think now, looking back on it, that I was thinking to myself, oh, how could a mom ever let that? I would never let that happen with my daughter. But really, when I was living in fear, like my fears were coming out in my judgment about this girl. So that information that I got from my neighbor, I turned it into something about me. Because like I said, we judge what we fear and we judge what we don't know. By the way, that friend with the boys, she was going through a similar situation to you and I. She's since moved closer to the boys. But at the time, I had no idea, right? And so it just goes to show you how inconsiderate and unthoughtful we can be, how inconsiderate and unthoughtful I was at the time when I was looking from the outside in. And I consider myself always to be, I was overly nice to everyone. So it's not that I was just in a mean girl phase of my life. <laughs> okay, so if you can find a similar story of your own, it might help you to understand what the other person is actually thinking or feeling. The story doesn't have to be so closely lined with alienation per se, like mine was, but if you can find a time in your life when you've judged somebody and then you found out later that you were wrong about them, then you're off to a good start, right? Because nine times out of 10, when we judge, we 
are wrong about them, right? To some extent. Why I'm asking you to, to do this here is to find some compassion for the person who knows not what they do. So sometimes we'll even start judging them for judging us, right? <laughs> this happens a lot, actually, not even sometimes. We'll start judging them for judging us. Like you start finding all the reasons why they are a bad person because of their stance, right? And folks, let me tell you that this one sucks. Suckaroony. <laughs> because if you notice, after you go down that rabbit hole, right, you always end up in a shame cycle. Don't give into your brain there. So I think it's always good to have both of these. You know, the first point I was making about having the understanding about yourself and why you fear the judgment. And then, of course, understanding the other person's or the, the judgers, judgers, judging persons, <laughs> points of view. Because when we understand the situation in a non-subjective way, when we're looking at it more objectively, then we're able to have a little bit more compassion for everyone involved. Okay, so the last thing that you want to do if you feel like you're being judged, and let's say it's not a friendly situation, quote unquote, friendly situation. It's nobody that you want to talk it out with or you're not there yet. Then my go-to, and I do this for everybody actually, but I think that this is a good starting place when things are not, you're not ready to start having compassion for this person, right? Is to just let them be wrong about you. Seriously, just let them be wrong. Let them make the judgments. Because if you applied the first thing, the first thing, the one where you are inspecting your own shame, then you're not going to really care anyway. Having applied that and really looking at your own shit, right, basically, and you knowing like you're in a good place about the decisions you've made in the past and why you made them and the decisions that you're making today and why you're making those decisions, because like I've said before, um, you guys are new to me, but the, my biggest thing is like, know the decisions you're making, why you're making them and like them, right? Like all your decisions, like really love them. Be aware of what they are, though. Don't let life take you, right? Don't let your circumstances or your feelings be in charge of your life. Like you want to have authority over your life, right? So once you have looked at all that stuff and cleaned up your own drama around your past decisions or whatever it is that you're not liking, that's something you're insecure about. And a lot of us as alienated parents, we, um, well, we have both. We have like this shame that we have just because of our disenfranchised grief and because of society's views of like, what, just like my judgment on this girl of what a mom should be and what all of the stuff, right? So we do have that. But then many of us will, on top of that, we add more suffering by believing whatever our past abuser abusers have said to us. So then we shame ourselves more. Every single alienated parent that I've ever met, I'm not saying all of them, but the ones that I've talked to, we all, they've all had to clean some of that up. Humans in general, because we have we all have that same brain that I'm telling you about, right? And so we get, we focus on the negative, especially when it has to do with our own selves. But 
that being put aside, when you have looked at the things that are bugging you about any judgments being made on you, after that, you can, can do it beforehand, but you're going to find it much easier to do it um, after you look at your stuff. And this, by the way, me telling you that you after you look at your stuff, this is not something that's going to take months or even years. It depends on what it is that you're you're talking about, but you can address a lot of these beliefs about yourself in yourself. You can address many of those like within a few minutes time. This is not something that you need to like do some deep thought work and like therapy over like, no, all of these concepts I'm telling you, like there are those deeply ingrained things that may take some time, right? But you can start addressing them at any time and it takes no time to do that. I hope that's making sense, right? This is not some long drawn out process. This is you just deciding, making the decision to look at that shit that you feel that there might be some shame around, that you're worried that people are gossiping about, right? Just look it in the eye. Okay, so what if I made some shitty decisions? All right, well, we all make shitty decisions. And I'm not saying to be so like flippant about it. I mean, like, of course you want to, feel whatever feelings you have there, like create that space for yourself to be able to feel the feelings about it. And like without blaming anybody else for the reasons why you made that decision, like take full ownership of it. And like, then also give yourself a pat on the back for addressing it too. Like, all right, cool. It's always been there. It's just that you've maybe kept it stuffed down. Now you're just pulling it out and looking at it. So it's, not like you're dredging up anything else. You're actually, this is like a good, um, this should feel good, basically, is what I'm saying. When you come at it at the angle where you're saying, all right, let's go. Let's like cleaning out your drawers, you know? It's like doing the Marie, Marie Kondo on your brain and on all the shit that you stuff down. Okay, so let them be wrong about you. Just let them be wrong. Let them judge. Like, this is a question that I ask myself a lot when I'm in a space like that, where I will ha I'll say, why, why do I need to be right? Why do I care? Why does it matter? And not in a, I'm not, I'm saying that in a truly inquisitive spot. Why does it matter to me that they think a specific way about me? Why does it matter to me? And then I answer that question for myself. And then I ask myself how I can think that way about myself. If I need a specific person to think that I am a good mom, this goes back to the other one, then how is it that I can think about myself that I am a good mom? Then if you still have it there, yeah, but I want them to think I'm a good mom too. Okay, well, I need to, if I truly believe that I'm a good mom, that I really, doesn't really matter what anybody else says, like the blue hair thing. But also, what is it? Why is their approval important? So you want to ask yourself those questions. And then if, you know, once you get to that answer, usually you will let it go. Like you won't keep it because your brain um, likes to make things like this, like, like being accepted, like we were talking about earlier, be so important. Oh, my pig just came into the room, you guys. I'm going to, well, maybe she'll be quiet. So your brain likes to make it super important because it thinks emergency, like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be accepted. But just calm your brain down. Just be like, all right, cool. But we're going to be okay because we have other people that accept us. 
So it's okay if they're wrong about us. Or maybe they could be wrong about us and still accept us, right? But if you just let them be wrong about you, like not everybody, you are not going to be for everybody, right? I know I'm not for everybody. I annoy the crap out of some people. I'm a lot. I am like, I am really truly a lot to handle sometimes, right? And so, and that's okay. Like, I'm cool with that because if I like tampered that, I don't know if that's the right word. If I dimmed my personality because that person didn't like it, then I'm dimming my personality. Like I have no authority over myself. It's okay. There's lots of people in the world. It's okay that I'm not for that person. Maybe that person isn't for me. That's okay. Moving along. There's many people in the world, <laughs> right? So um, it's, it's a freeing mindset to be in, to just let people think what they want. Like to not control, feel the need to control that is like, because it's exhausting, right? Feeling the need, like you need to act a certain way in front of this person, that person, whatever, so that they won't judge you. You guys know that is exhausting shit, dude. Nobody wants to, like, it's, it's exhausting. And then you're not showing up authentic. You're not showing up as yourself. And doing that, you're feeling like you constantly have to put on a different face for different people. And that shit, it just doesn't work. It's just, you can't maintain that. You can't sustain that. So I can't anyway. I don't know about you. So that's why I just, when you take on the mindset of, you know, I'll just let them be wrong. That's okay. Or if they don't approve of me, if they don't like me. I mean, people are always thinking about themselves, always, anyway. So whatever they're going to say about me really has to do with them anyway. So that's cool. You know, I mean, there are times when it's harder than others if I really like the person and I want them to like me. But I will tell you that chances are they're not going to like me if I'm trying to get them to like me, right? Because then I'm not being my real self. Okay, I think I'm beating a dead horse. But just let them be wrong. All of them. Anybody that, that wants to assume and that isn't going to ask you for the information themselves or isn't whatever, just let them be wrong, right? And find the people that are your people or they will find you, you know? Okay. So there's a hurricane coming um, to Vero Beach, I think, today. It's um, Wednesday uh, in November. So anyway, I'm going to shut it down. My, my pig needs to go out and go to the potties before that hurricane does come. So, uh, yeah, you guys have a wonderful afternoon. And um, I hope that all made sense. And I'll see you guys or I'll uh, catch you guys next week. I might actually do, now that I say this, I might actually do a quick, like a mini episode on processing feelings. Like it's, it's just, I would just do a quick, like how to process a feeling. So it'd probably only be like a 10 minute one. I say that and watch, it'll be like a full episode just because I can't stop talking. But anyway, all right. Um, bye y'all. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I am so elated that you've chosen to share your time with me. If you liked what you heard today and you would like to hear more, please click subscribe so that you can be notified of new episodes. And um, thanks again, y'all. You are already in my heart. Till next time.